Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna yank this hard. Hold on. Here it comes. Your last chance at some dignity. Dude, I love me some Tom Cruise running. Uh, run, baby. I got a long one I'm pulling out. What am I gonna be yanking on next? Got another long one. Long yet flaccid. Let's make one bigger and badder and more people eatery. Everything is just slimy, wet, and fishy. When I was my kid's age, I wasn't bored. I was always doing shit because I I knew that if I would stick around, the parents were... like They didn't play with me like we play with our kids. And I always found stuff to do all summer long. And it's like, if there's like a couple minutes of us not having like lists of things for them to play and do and whatever, they're just, you can just tell they're, they're just rolling around on the couches and I'm like, oh, you're bored now. I, 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 I hate that. Oh, I, I don't put up with it. If, if, uh, we don't accept that. I don't accept the B word in this house. Addie came up to me at once or twice when she was younger. This is like five years ago and said, uh, I'm bored. And I'm thinking, and of course, I'm, you know, insta-rage, because we have Netflix, and I couldn't just watch anything I wanted to when I was a kid. You had to wait yeah. for it to come on TV, or go rent it, or blah, blah. Now you have endless amounts of stuff, and I don't care if you watch TV a, a lot. Like, my parents, you're only allowed one program a day. That's it, you know? Or, yeah. So, to hear I'm bored, I said, oh, no, 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 my little friend. Here is some chores you're now going to go do. Oh, oh, well, can I, I want to go do this. Oh, you're not bored now. Oh, okay, bye. And if you, I told, if you use the B word around me, you're getting chores instantly. I, I can always find some horse shit for you to do around here that you're not going to like. Yeah, there's always dusting and sweeping. Those are the two things, dusting and sweeping. Anything. I, I, I'll make you paint the garage or some shit. Like, I'll find, I'll invent bullshit for you to do. (laughs) You, that is such crap. You do not come to me and say, I'm bored ever. Just, oh, I, I, well, and I always repeat the song lyric back to her. Well, you're only bored if you're boring. And <laughs> Ooh, that's good. Yep. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, anyway, I've just been wondering what in the world, and I figured, I figured it was something like, you know, that. Yeah. I figured it was just, something like. It's just dumb stuff like that, that it's funny. Like, I mean, I get upset at big stuff, like if they lie to you or something, but. It's that little stuff of laziness where I just, I like blow my top and it's like, get away from me right now or your life is about to get miserable. And yeah. I, don't, I don't mean like I'm going to beat you or something. I mean like I'm going to make you do chores and uh, just horrible. Guess what? A toilet always needs another scrubbing. Oh, always. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and then their eyes get real big and they're like, uh, I don't want to do that. Bye. Yeah. 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 Now so, I see them outside. They're riding bike. I'm like. Have fun. Ride around in the call of the second circle for the next 35 minutes. Yep. It's, that's what I did. And that's what they're doing right now. That's what I did during summer break. Right there. Yep. There they go. I would leave sometimes in the morning and not, like, I'd come back for lunch and then I was gone again all day and I'd come back when it got dark. Yeah. And I know it's a different world now, but, uh, and we, it's kind of tough. Like, I can't let the kids just go play in the yard by themselves because they're still kind of young and they like to ride their bikes in our area. And we have cars that fly through there all the time. So you got to yeah. kind of have somebody out there to watch. But, uh, so. anyway, yeah. Okay. Well, well, we started the show off like normal. I'm Eric. 
And I'm Eugene, and, and we're pissed your, off. <laughs> your, there's your pissed off dad's bitch sesh. Yep. <laughs> Uh, how are things otherwise, though? Is the move like, I mean, you're all unpacked and everything? Yeah, we're all unpacked. Uh, we're still dealing with uh, the who, whoever is in charge of this area here, not putting in road signs. So police officers, fire department, UPS, FedEx, we don't exist on a map. Literally, we don't exist on a Google map, our address. Yeah. Uh, which is wonderful. That's just, just great. I've had many phone calls to the, you know, to the board of trustees here in the city. And I'm like, and... I'm a homeowner. I'm the one that's making the calls. Shouldn't the, the the doofus that organized this little development here? Shouldn't he be the one that's calling? No, it's it's me. Uh, I was in uh, one of those new developments today, and they have been working in there for years. And they keep calling in these street signs or these street addresses, and I have to go out and look. And there's no there's no signs, and it's been up way longer than your development. I mean, years. Nothing. Oh well. If I, I would, been, if I, I were you, I would just make a sign. And stick yeah, well, we, have a, we have a sign for our front for our house uh, that we made, uh, but I've already said this could be um, could be like if something would happen to us here, like this could be lawsuit worthy. If you know what I mean, yeah. so put signs up so cops and police officers can get to us. Our, our the house next to us that's halfway done got broken into, and a bunch of stuff stolen, like a bunch of carpenter stuff stolen out of it. And I'm like, there's. I mean, it's us and nothing. We are in the middle of a undeveloped development. So anyway, it's been interesting. But oh, I that's that's where I get incompetence. That's where I get rage, just rageful. Yes. <laughs> do your do your fucking job. Yeah. Just do your job. Do your job. That which means making a phone call or two and staying on the the city to get signs made instead. I am, and, and then I find out. Well, the, okay, the, the order was put through last week. Oh, the the guy in charge of this place said that the order was put through a long time ago, which uh, which meant he didn't do it. Anyway, this is yep, yep. Oh yeah, <laughs> this is infuriating. But that's why I watch movies to take me to my happy place. Yeah, and are you ready for the roulette to see if we went to a happy place today? Uh, let's week? see. Yes. Okay. I'm very curious. Uh, let's go to the roulette. It's time to spin the wheel of the movie roulette. We dive in the ocean of cinema and try and find those gems in the rough. And last episode, it was Mary and the Witch's Flower up against the Devil and Father Amorth, and possibly another roulette. Um, and you're up first, sir. Okay, uh, the Devil and Father, uh, I think, Amorth? 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 I don't know. Yeah, something like that. Um, so, th- this was one that got a limited theatrical release, and uh, it was what was cool is that uh, this is back in the days when I worked at the theater, I was... I could have got this movie, and it was kind of sort of playing alongside The Exorcist. They were kind of promoting it as such that if you get this movie, then Warner Brothers will give you a deal and you can play The Exorcist. Anyway, um, so I'm glad that it popped up on Netflix because I didn't get to see it and we didn't, we didn't screen it. Um, so I'm happy to report it was really good, actually. Uh, it's I'm, – I'm on the fence on if it's – too short or too long because it's right at that line to where I feel like uh, they they could have gone easily an extra 20 minutes to dive more into the theology and just everything that deals around demonic possession. However, at an hour and eight minutes, they almost it almost could have been tightened and certain things taken out that they didn't focus on as much. 
And it could have been a, like a really tight, like 40, 45 minute documentary. If, does that make sense? Yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, but having said that, it's still really, really interesting. Again, I'm really fascinated by this stuff. Uh, and they, uh, they being William, uh, William Friedkin, he does bring up a really good point in that, you know, people that are people that grow up in religious homes and religious towns and, and all that, uh, it, it, they have much, obviously much more of a, uh, like if there's something psychologically wrong with them that it's, we're demon possessed. And I, I would totally agree with that. We, I mean, I grew up in very yeah. conservative area and, uh, back in the day, I mean, I remember going to these small, you know, small church groups and, you know, there was one that I went to that, that they were talking about, you know, we need to cast out these demons for, you know, and I'm like, and I remember I was like, uh, actually, now that I think about it, that's where you and I got reconnected. That, that actual group is where you and I got, and so, of course, of yeah. course, that's where we would get reconnected. Which of course with, it is. Yes. It's some yeah, demonology with, with, class. Yeah. <laughs> and I just remember even thinking back then, I'm like, huh, that's a bit odd. So, you know. Or a bit you know, strong. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, having said that, it is a good movie. There, uh, documentary. There is, um, we actually see a live actress, not live, but we see un, un, supposedly untampered with exorcism that William Friedkin is able to, uh, video just him. He is the only one allowed in the room and he has this Canon camera. Like it's not high end or anything like that. That's the only way that he was allowed to do this. And I'm like, sh- like surely they messed with this lady's audio to get the sound that she's making during this exorcism with Father uh, Amrith. And supposedly that's the real deal. And ooh, that was creepy. That was creepy. I remember uh, seeing videotapes way back in those days, too, uh, when I was a little kid of, I mean, real VHS stuff of them doing supposed demon, uh, yeah, exorcisms, yeah. where people are making all those crazy noises and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, but it was really good, really interesting. I kind of, again, it was... It, it's a weird, it's a weird, um, length because I felt that it should have either really committed and gone like an hour and a half or cut some of the stuff out that I wish they would have touched down a little bit more than they did and just made it a little bit more lean, mean. Hey, I'm the director of The Exorcist. Here's a couple locations to where we shot the original Exorcist. And by the way, here's Father Amroth and here's someone that's possessed. She's been exercised seven or eight times, whatever. And here's a live exorcism and bada bang, we're done. Uh, so. Having said that, I, I think that you should give it a watch sometime. It's, I mean, it's not really a horror movie, but it, it is very fascinating, at least to me it is, because of the subject matter. Well, if it counts as a horror, I'll be, you know, you know the month I'll be watching it. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay, over on my side. Mary and the Witch's Flower. Had all the time in the world to look up the synopsis, and I was busy making notes about other stuff. And the Witch's Flower. This was an animated film from the... What studio was it? Studio Ponyo. Okay. There you go. And this movie is... I'm the animation guy, and I love all those Ghibli movies, and I am the target audience... Well, from a movie dork perspective, I'm the target audience for this kind of stuff. And it was okay. That's kind of about as far as I'm going to go with it. Young Mary follows a mysterious cat to a nearby forest and discovers an old broomstick and a strange fly-by-night flower, a rare plant that blossoms once every seven years. And she kind of gets some of the plant rubbed on her, and then she has magic powers, and the broom, she can fly the broom, and then flies away to magic magic school. 
Oh, uh, Harry Potter. Harry Potter, and see also uh, eh, Spirited Away. I was getting a heavy mm. Spirited Away vibe there, where a crazy thing happens to kid and they wind up in magic land. And uh, it, they think that she's a prodigy, but then they realize that she just has this flower, and then they immediately kick her out, so she goes back to normal land. <sighs> and then they want the flower, and so they come after her, and then she goes back to rescue a friend or something, and something... I mean, I understood everything, but it was just like, oh, I've seen all this kind of stuff before, and, you know, it's like so... The story is kind of so derivative of so many other things. And especially when she gets to Magic Land, it's a lot like Spirited Away, where it's like all kinds of crazy creatures and crazy things, and everything's crazy, and it's... I mean, it's beautiful to look at, it's very colorful, I just think you could have done a... A lot better on the story. Uh, I'm, by the end, it kind of brought me back around again. I'm like, all right, there's some interesting stuff in here. But overall, nah, I, I didn't fall in love with Mary and her witchy flowers. Um, hmm. And I don't know if you would either. But then again, you're a little more on the magic stuff than me, so maybe you will like it. But I, I, I just thought it was a little too derivative of, of other things. Uh, right. There you go. Next round. So, do you want me to review... Because I did watch another uh, oh, of the roulette. Do you yes. want me to review that now, or should we do that in recently watched? No, do it. I, I'm fine with whatever. Do it now, because it counts. Okay. okay. Uh, so, the other movie that I watched uh, was Slow West, from uh, Dr. John McLean, uh, 2015. I believe that this is the first movie that A24 released. This is their this is their first foray into, into producing. Uh, and I liked it, Uh I honestly, I'm, I am on the fence about it. It's a beautiful, beautiful movie with a really solid action ending, but it's slow west for a reason. It's, it's slow, uh, very <laughs> slow and methodical and very art house-ish in that I'm like, oh, what's the point of all this? We're just meandering and then quirky weird characters and, but I was still very, interested in into the movie it was just i'm like uh, this is not my type of western but i didn't dislike it uh and then when the final what you know the, the, usually in these movies there's a gunfight and there it, that was rock solid uh michael fassbender was really good in this uh ben mendelson was really good in this as the villain uh cody smith mcphee is good in this uh, as the kid that's it's just it's odd like he's this scottish kid that is trying to find his, or trying to get back to his girlfriend, and there's bounty hunters out because things, and they're <laughs> trying to kill uh, stuff happens, and it's never really, really made clear, and maybe that's because I'm kind of a dunce, but if nah. <laughs> uh, it, it was good, uh, I'm, I'm not sure where you'd fall on this one, because it's a bit frustrating, and it seems like it's made to be a bit frustrating, but um, it was worth a while. Oh, hour and twenty five minutes without the end credits, like an hour and twenty minutes. So, I I would choose something like this any day for a roulette. It wasn't great. It wasn't awful. It just kind of square in the middle of the pack. But for a roulette, that's kind of a still a, a thumbs up. I believe that our buddy Steve really really liked Slow West, and I'm actually wanting to know. I'd like to know why he liked it so much. <laughs> or I, I may have missed. Like, I feel like I should have liked it more than I did. But just talking in hushed tones and walking through beautiful landscapes and 
Uh, okay, let's go. Let's move. Well, let's... I'll make sure and watch it before we have them on again. Then we can all discuss it. Yeah, because I feel like I'm, I'm missing something, uh, but maybe I'm not. <laughs> well, we'll see. Yeah. Okay, okay, there you go. Now next round. All right. Oh, I guess that would be me. Hey! Take us there, sir. Okay. Hey, Junior. Wow. See, I'm. it's my birthday tomorrow, therefore I'm I'm all of a sudden a really old man. Okay. Extinction. This was on the roulette last week. From director Ben Young, starring Michael Pena, Lizzie Chaplin, Father has a recurring dream of losing his family. His nightmare turns into reality when the planet is invaded by a force bent on destruction, fighting for their lives. He comes to realize an unknown strength to keep them safe from harm. Uh, there you go. And I believe that that got a, uh, or that was supposed to get a theatrical release, and instead it was dumped to Netflix. That's, I, who knows what that means. I don't know. Next up is The Mansion from 2017. A band of students comes to celebrate the new year in an old manor house, isolated from everything. But soon after uh, their arrival, strange events disrupt the atmosphere before the partying turns squarely to the nightmare. Uh, There's a lot of Spanish names, so it's probably going to be a Spanish movie. That's fine, but my uh, my last Spanish movie was... Complete dog shit. <laughs> yep. Uh, last but not least, uh, the warning. Ten-year-old Nico receives a threatening letter and now his life is in danger. No one seems to believe him except one person that he doesn't know. And that's a Spanish movie as well, I think. So, yeah, it is. Yep. There you go. Uh, okay, coming your way. Mojave. This was on last week, too. Lethal Game of Cat and Mouse stretches from... Uh, the desert to Tinseltown after a Hollywood bad boy, Thomas, runs afoul of a cunning and dangerous drifter. This one is new. Remember, following the written instructions of his friend, senile Zev crosses the country to find and murder the Nazi who killed their families in Auschwitz. Starring Christopher Plummer, Bruno Ganz, Jurgen Prochnow. So that's a good cast. Sounds good. And lastly, welcome to Willits, which I've, I've been trying to find you a horror movie of some sort, but... Yeah, uh, there you go. You wanted, well, well, you threw it at my way, so that made it legal to throw it your way. You may have it if you want it. I didn't yeah. get a buzz out of that uh, trailer, but uh, who knows? Maybe you will. Okay, uh, no, no, not in the mood for Willits yet, but we'll just keep volleying that that possible ball of shit back and forth for it a is while a good, longer. good thing you watched Slow West, because I brought a punishment for you if you didn't, and that was going to oh. be that you have to watch The Similars. <laughs> someday. Someday. Well, good for you. You didn't, you avoided, you dodged yep. that bullet. Um, let's, let's just go with, I'm going to cross all of the roulettes from last week off. Let's go with Mojave this week. That's a pretty good cast. Uh, Oliver Isaac is, he's... Kind of on fire right now, and it looks interesting. So we'll Oscar see. Isaac. Or Oscar Isaac. Yeah. Or Oliver. Maybe it's his twin brother. What the hell do I yeah. know? <laughs> Oliver Isaac. Who the hell? Uh. <laughs> Happy birthday uh, to I'm you. I'm old. I'm old, you see. <laughs> uh, uh, the Mansion. No, that looks like a Eugene roulette. I went and read some of the reviews on that one, and it's... 
One guy said, I'm a horror fan, I love all things horror, and I would rather sit in a pile of puke than have to deal with this movie again. So... My, so you're saying say, I might have to week. watch it sometime. Next yeah. Week. There we go. <laughs> and the warning I, I actually is on my list of roulettes to throw your waist to volley back and forth with. So, yeah, that looks pretty decent. So I will go with Extinction. I hate to be picking this... Well, kind of safe pick two weeks in a row, but... Uh, that's what it's gonna be. Gosh. And I'm bleeding all over the floor. That's fantastic. Hmm. See, we bleed for this show. That's right. Or because of the mosquito bites that I take it last night. Hmm. Yeah, it was fun. Okay. There you go. Next week on the roulette, it will be Extinction and Mojave. And with the sci-fi Netflix originals, I want to tell you, I don't usually throw them your way because you haven't liked any of them. But, you know, go watch... That, what was that last one? I, I like that one fairly decent, and I think that you would too. Uh, Tau, or whatever? The Reverse Home Oh, invasion. yeah, yeah, yes. If you give that one a watch and let me know what you think of it, maybe I'll start chucking you the Netflix original sci-fis again. But I don't want to throw you movies if I'm like, well, he's probably not going to like that, you know? Yeah. I, I remember that one with, was it, um, oh, um, Rooney Mara, maybe? Was that who, or whoever the girl is that's in uh, Prometheus? The lady that's in Prometheus, and she was like a bunch of clones of herself or something, and it was just awful. Just awful. Numi Rapace. Yeah. I, I yeah. thought, yeah, I don't remember. I remember you didn't care for it. I didn't get around to watching that one yet. But yeah. I will. But it, there, it was some of the other ones that you just, yeah, you didn't really like that I did, so. Uh, anyway, just trying to, you know, you try and steer the ship to stuff that you're going to like, not stuff that, well, he'll fucking hate this. Here you go. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll see. It's, that's part of the joys of roulette. Now, I, hey, I, I, again, it's my expectations are at a certain level with roulettes, so... <laughs> yeah, mine, too. It's like, oh, here, here comes 90 minutes of my life that I won't get back. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. Actually, that's about every night of my life is when I'm downstairs watching a movie. I'm like, oh, what am I doing? Wasting my time watching this. But I have to. It's, it's I have to watch my crap. Yeah, but if you watch it four or five times, then you finally will like it. Uh-huh. Uh, which I think maybe more on that later tonight. Or on the, Yeah, there, I've got a couple that I'm going to be talking about. And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, now right, it's okay. I, I'm, I'm in no position to make any judgments with the list of VHS stuff that I've, I've got coming up in the show. Uh, okay, let's move on to theater ticket lottery. How's that sound for you, sir? I'm ready. Uh, and you're on the pole position, so you can choose first or pull first or whatever you want to do. Oh, I guess gonna, I should explain. I'm going to yank this hard. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Uh, Here This is where we dive into our bags and boxes of collected movie ticket stubs from over the years and see if we can guess what genre the other person is going to pull out. It's just a stupid little game we play. But that's some good stories sometimes. I was actually kind of rooting around in my tub today and found a couple that I'm like, I literally have no idea what that is. Like, we have to do some major research to figure out what some of, the, some of them are. Okay, are you pulling first or picking first? <laughs> I love just saying, are you pulling first? Because, oh, yes, I am. Oh, okay. uh, I'm going to pull. Okay. I'm pulling. Okay. Um, I'm going to guess... <laughs> horror. I'm guessing horror. Sorry, man. Swing and a miss. Battlefield Earth. Which well, I did watch with you. That's pretty a horrifying movie. 
It is. <laughs> Harrier Jets and John Travolta with dreadlocks. That's all I remember from that thing. Should I watch that again? I mean, it's a glorious piece of shit. It's it's hilariously bad. Because I watched that with you. I've watched Wasn't it a there's... few times. I have it on DVD. And what it's his... it's never been good, but it's so bad that it's funny. What's his name? Like, Worf or Dorf or something? Some yeah. Dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> Worf. <laughs> it was something stupid. Yeah. Well, everything in that movie was stupid. The yeah. costume design, it just was all weird. Your turn to pick for me. What do you want? Um, I will go with... I'm going to start with a safe pick right now. Action. Start off that way. Alrighty. Ooh, I got a... I got a long one I'm pulling out. Hmm. Ah, <laughs> uh, we might need a ruling on this one. I would not call this an action movie, but you never know what IMDb says. Uh, Illusionist. Uh, is, that, is that the one... Yeah, that is the one with... Uh... Edward Furlong, right? No, but it is the one with Edward... Um... Or Edward Norton. Yeah. God. <laughs> Edward Furlong. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I'm just double-checking this. That's something else. Yeah, this drama, is a... mystery, romance. Yep. Nope, sorry. Uh, I. It's an odd ticket, though. Century Theaters. What? Where's oh. where's the Century Theaters? This might have been um this was probably Tuesday nine five. I might have, I was probably on vacation in uh North Carolina. That would be my guess. And I'll just stick with that and move on about my life. Okay. Next to you. Next to my um, my life next to you. Why can't we fucking talk tonight? Wow, What's going it's... on? <laughs> It's that afternoon drinking. I'm telling you. It's... Okay. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Me neither. Ah, nothing says Tuesday afternoon like a big swig of gin. Mm. Oh, okay, so... What is wrong with you? Um... So, okay, you're, what, what do you, what am, what am I going to be yanking on next? <laughs> oh, why don't you give me a big stiff comedy? Um, perfect. Oh, hey, hey, I suppose it's kind of a comedy, Evan Almighty. Oh, uh, yep. Yep, that I, was I, a I, church group one there. That's the sequel, right? I don't know. It's, I haven't seen it in either of those movies. Yeah, that's the. Uh, isn't that the Moses one or whatever? I it was it was not funny, and I believe I watched that with a church group of some sort. Was it Moses or Noah? Wasn't there? A, I think I remember the trailer. I don't, whatever it was, it wasn't funny. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen either of them. Yikes! Yeesh. So there you go. It's one to nothing. Yep, your turn. What do you want? Hmm. Uh, science fiction. Ah, got another long one. Hmm. Ah, the irony. Uh, science fiction. I'm going to say no on that. But there might be technically some sci-fi elements to it. Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. (laughs) Oh.
No, I would definitely not. I would definitely say that is not a science fiction movie. I yeah, I, but you know what I mean. Like some of those yeah. things have things in them. That are, some of those movies where it's like, yeah, that's totally nonsense. But hmm, I want to see why is this ticket so long? Regal. Oh, Maslin. I probably saw that with my wife. I'm guessing. More on Mission Impossible later. Ooh. That's a tease, friends, of a movie that's been out for three weeks. Okay. Uh, hmm. Since I'm already up one point, and you can only tie at best, I'm going to go out on a little bit of a limb. Let's go Adventure. Adventure. And the winner is... Ooh, you might have you might have two points here. Predators. Um. Yeah, we'll need a ruling on that one. Yeah, I'm I'm hopping on IMDb here. Action, adventure, sci-fi. It says adventure, really. Yeah, hmm. I wonder. I, I'm guessing it's because it's in the jungle, and I mean they do get taken away and go on an, ad, an adventure of sorts. I mean, for me, I. I would classify that a bit more under science fiction, but you know. I, I'm not going full point on that. I, I, I'm looking on the Google thing, and it just says thriller action. Okay, we'll go half a point. Okay, okay. Uh, let's go. Oh, by the way, yeah, a oh, good movie, and I, I believe was that in. Actually, let me get that ticket back out here. I think that was a. Uh, Mass on 12, so that means I probably watched it with you. That might... Is it possible that was the last movie we saw together before you moved? Yeah, Because we saw. Was that the year you moved? Because I remember uh, we saw a movie, one last movie, before you moved down to Florida. Oh, um, man, I forget. Because we... This was, uh, this was in July... Uh, yeah, this was July 12, 2010, and we moved in October. Boy, you'd think that we would have watched one more before I left. Well, no, it was at a movie we saw in Maslin when you told me you were moving. Oh. That's what it was. Confusing. Oh, one of, on, during one of our smoke breaks, right? Yeah. <laughs> before, smoking before we went in. Yeah. Uh, it was funny, which I'm going to talk about a movie that I watched at the theater uh, here pretty soon, but uh, I haven't been to that theater. I told my wife I haven't been to this that Maslin theater since I was there with you years and years and years ago. And I don't remember what movie it was that we watched. It was the, the last movie, but I'm like... Oh, there's our smoking corner. Aw, good times. We used to smoke and spit hawkers right there. <laughs> and watch all the 95-year-olds walk in front of us. Like, yep. Actually, Predators is on my long list of backwatch stuff that I haven't talked about. I, I watched that a couple months ago. Hmm. I guess I can go ahead and review it now and get it off the list, but... That's still a damn fun movie, in my opinion. And I, I w- wish that Adrian Brody would be getting more of that type of roles where he's a badass. Um, yeah. He, uh, he, he was totally believable. Yeah. It's awesome. I still enjoy that movie, even though it's got some issues and it's not the greatest thing ever, but it, it's, I still give that movie a thumbs up. Topher Grace just shouldn't be in anything. <laughs> <laughs> but that 70s show. <laughs> yeah. He's typecast for me. Okay. What do you want for your last um, chance at some dignity? I know. Shit. Uh, uh science fiction? <laughs> Should I try and find another long one? Since that's mm-hmm. been working out so well. 
the hell is that? Oh, it's stuck together. Of course they are. Long yet uh, flaccid. <laughs> okay, here's a long one. Oh, I can't even make it out. Well, the only thing I can make out... Look at this mess. Wow. The only thing I can make out is one word. Crank. I don't know if it's crank one or crank two, but I subbed on a Sunday, and yeah, I can't think of uh, any other way to end this segment than by just saying crank over and over. Crank and yank and flaccid and yep. solid rock hard and mmm. <laughs> Evan Almighty, folks. That's what I watched. <laughs> Oh, boy. So, zero to, what, one and a half? Now, wait a minute. Crank and sci-fi. There's some sci-fi elements to Crank. He's got to keep... If it's one, he's got to... What is he? I can't remember. I've been a while since I went. He's got to shock himself so that he can stay alive, or... Part two is even more crazy than the first one. Both are good, of course. Yeah. I'm looking here. See if I can find Eugene half a point. Thriller action... Let's see what IMDb says. Oh, if I can ever get to IMDb. Oh, take your fucking time. That's it's fine. No, nobody's doing a podcast over here or nothing. Mm-hmm. And action crime thriller. Sorry. Oh, well. There Can't you have it. All. Yep. I, I should go back and see what our scores have been over the all the times we played this so I can see what you know who's really winning. I know I'm probably losing, but I've been catching up the last couple times. Yeah, you did pretty pretty darn good there. All right. We are doing good on time, so it is time for Recently Watched, sir. Hey, before, before we get into Recently Watched, I wanted to just, because I'm watching a movie, uh, I'm, I actually am splitting this up into two nights because I wanted the last movie that I watch uh, before my birthday is this movie. I split it up into two nights, so I'm finishing it tonight. And I just I had this revelation watching, and I, th- I thought, I want to bring it up on the show and just get your input on that. this. At least plant the seed for you next time you watch it to get your input here. But I'm re-watching It, the most recent uh, iteration of this movie. And uh, so I watched the first hour, actually about the first hour of it. And I'm like, you know, I because Stephen King's universe is so huge and, like, ties in with everything pretty much, especially with the Dark Tower. Um, I just started wondering, like, what do you think? This is maybe just me being goofy, but which is fairly accurate. Um, what do you think about the possibility of the Losers Club also having The Shining? And that it kind of draws a parallel with the uh, Overlook Hotel and that, um, you know, Danny has The Shining. These kids have The Shining. This is just me being fanboy weird here or whatever, but it's, it's almost like, I don't know, there's, there's this even evil entity at the hotel. And part of me, and again, because of Dr. Sleep and everything, it's like, yeah, that, that ties into the dark tower. And I just think is the creature from it, is that the evil presence that is, um, that is the creature from it is the same creature kind of sort of in the shining and that instead of taking over, like basically it takes over Jack Torrance. Um, Danny is, you know, a stronger kid, much like the Losers Club, and they've gone through a whole bunch, like, all of their family lives are shit, much like Danny Torrance's, um, and they're, you know, they're fighters or whatever, and, you know, they both grow, like, and Danny grows up to be, you know, he's an alcoholic in Dr. Sleep, but he has to fight his demons, as do the Losers Club, and I, I don't know, I just thought of it, I'm like, yeah, it's probably just me pulling 
strings here, but I, I thought, oh, that's kind of interesting to think that that might tie in as far as... I see what you're saying, and it is possible. I, I would suggest that maybe it is not the exact same creature that took uh, over Jack Torrance, in a manner of speaking. Like, maybe it's just another version of the, of the Shining cr- Evil creatures or something. But that does put an interesting spin on Dr. Sleep, because you know what that rolling gang of whatever we're doing, they were finding people that had uh, The Shining and consuming them or something. Yeah. So that might mean a very ill fate for the Losers Club. Yeah. Well, and I, and I yeah, and I, I mean, I've read all these books, and there are certain things that are not in the movies, but uh, uh, Dick Halloran, he is in It. Like, they reference him in, in It as... Uh, Rescuing, like there was like one of the tragedies of Derry. He was involved in rescuing. Uh, there was a fire I in think. the in the new movie. Mm-hmm. Well, no, 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 in the book they were they, in the movie they reference what happened, but they don't specifically mention Dick Halloran. But in the okay. book they do mention Dick Halloran. Oh, oh. So, I, I haven't read it since high school, so yeah. So, um, but I'm like that might just be that may have just been Stephen King's way of just tying it in together that way. But what if there is a bigger picture here and that. It is more supernaturally connected, and anyway, it's I, not, I, not I, impossible. It's not impossible. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, to think. But about. I think that would be so cool if 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 it would. I'm not sure if they would actually go that route with the next movie, but that would be so cool if some sort of a reference or mention would be specifically said about you know The Shining or something to where it's like, oh wow, that's very much a or. What, into what, the shining world. You mean like that thing that happened in Colorado? Or some line like that? Yeah. Is that what you're talking so about? Cool. Fan service? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's yeah, it's not impossible, but I don't know if I really want that, because they've already got so much material to deal with in either half of it, the It story that it's amazing they, you know, could make it in two movies. They're, yeah. they're still leaving out a fair amount of stuff. So I don't think and it it's, needs extra... Well, Man, what they did, and now I guess we're going to end the recently watched, but man, how they made this new one. It, it's so well made, and even though they had to change things around, it's much like The Shining, it's just for the benefit of a great movie. It is so good. I've been just itching to watch it again, but I'm so great, close. Man. I'm just two months away. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't wait. I'm like, this is this is going to ring in my birthday. I'm, yeah. I'm watching it. Nice. But the miniseries, though, ever going to revisit that one? I don't know. It's, ugh. I mean, I did a couple of years ago, and it's just, uh, obviously Tim Curry is the reason to watch that, but it is just watered down TV movie of the week, and uh, It still has some legitimately scary scenes, it does. in my opinion. It, it truly does, but boy, they, they just drop the ball towards the end there, and like, fake spider, meh. Yeah. Uh, I like the route that they're going with this one here, though. I like that... Part one kids, part two adults, and the casting is great across the board. I mean, I'm just watching this again, especially the first hour. The bullies in this are cast so good; they are just evil little bastards. Um, I, I'm, we've probably talked about this on the show before, but do you? I mean, you're you've more recently read the book. Did the first half end in a similar fashion as the movie? Because when I was watching the movie, I was like, I don't remember that. With the, you know, the giant floating everything, everybody floats down here, all that. I don't, man, I don't... I mean, I was fine with the interpretation of it. Yeah. Like, I was like, that's really interesting, it didn't bother me or anything, but I just was like, I don't really remember that. 
I know, because I think that the, uh, spoilers here, the end of the book, we get into the whole turtle thing, the turtle creature from the, uh, what other dimension fighting it? Like, there's a big turtle creature. Oh, I don't even remember that. Yeah, a turtle creature is the good being fighting the it creature, which is the bad thing, and the, the turtle creature, like, our universe is on top of its shell, maybe, sort of, or, uh, it's, Stephen King oh, weirdness. I vaguely recall that stuff, yeah. but it's been ah, uh, it was high school that I read that. I need to read it. That again. is still to this day uh, even more so than the Stand is still my favorite book, but it is the longest book that moves at the fastest pace, face, fastest pace I've ever read. Like that book is at a thousand pages, it it flies by. It flies. I mean, just I I read that thing so fast. I'm like, I cannot put this book down. It's so good. There were times I had to go back and reread pages because I skimmed up so fast to find out what happens next. Yeah. That I'd have mm-hmm. to be like, oh, wait, what? I'd have to back up a little bit. So good. I love that it's it's a horror movie and a horror book, but it's also so filled with fantasy and science fiction, especially science fiction, where it just goes all out with the, the other dimension creatures stuff. So I can't, I'm so curious how they're going to handle that. Like, are they going to go full on King Weirdness? In the sequel, I hope they do. But bring on the huge tortoise <laughs> floating in outer space, please. I want to see that. All I know is that they're casting it extremely well. Why? You, I yes. think I probably said it on the show that I want Jessica Chastain to play Bev. Perfectly cast. Boom, nailed it. And then they are yep. like, "Oh, how about we double down with little James McAvoy?" I'm in. I'm in. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. <laughs> yep. So, so good. And I, I, you and I had talked about this, about the possibility of an extended cut of this movie, and I could totally see that happening right before the next one is released, but I'm like, I don't give a shit. I have this, I own this, and I'm going to watch this. I can't wait until the next version comes out, or the extended, whatever. I I love it so much as is. I'll watch this several times before the, uh, if they ever do come out with an extended cut, which I would not. They announced that they would. It was an official announcement that they said that there's going to be a 20 minute, 20 plus minute longer cut and I bring oh, it on. Man. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, I'm in an hour and I, like, I had to turn it off last night because my wife was like, come to bed, please. And, ah, <laughs> oh, it's so good. And I'm like, ah, anyway, okay. <laughs> awesome. Our, our lives are so similar. <laughs> yeah. It, it's like, oh, it's almost 11 o'clock. I'm like, I want to keep watching. But I'm like, if I keep watching, then I'm going to completely wreck my night's sleep because I'm old and then <laughs> see, my day's going to be shot. And, eh. See, my wife goes to bed at like 10, between like 10, 10.30, sometimes maybe 11. And then I fall asleep on the couch. And then I wake up at about mm, between 1 and 2. And depending how I'm feeling, most of the time I'm just like, well, well let's watch something till I'm tired again. And then she'll come down somewhere between two, three, four o'clock, and she'll either say, come to bed, or just, eh, whatever. And <laughs> depending on my mood, I'll just either sleep on the couch or come to bed. You know, it's very, very weird. But hey, uh, you know, you get to, we both don't, we both sleep like crap, and we both don't get as much TV time as we're used to. So we got to get it when no. we can get it. Yeah. Now we truly don't. Last night it was like an hour, and tonight it will be the next hour of it. It's... And, and during, uh, here we go talking about our private... Anyway, whatever. The kids it's stay up fine. late and it pisses me out. <laughs> oh, me off. not mine. <laughs> we're, oh, yeah, mine are just... It's like, oh, now we're getting close to 9.30. And I'm like, oh, it's dipping into my, my me time. Yeah. I like my me time. <laughs> yeah, I, I, 9, 9.30 for my kids as well, but that's fine because I stay up until I fall asleep on the couch. Yeah. Uh, but... Ah, eh, that's summertime, but I, I've got to get my kids to bed at around that 9 o'clock time, because 
they will, it doesn't matter what time you put them to bed, they will wake up at about the same time every damn day. And we finally got them trained that don't get out of bed till seven. Just don't. Because they can't be quiet. They get up, they run all over the house, you know. Anyway. Yeah. Boys being boys. Yep. Okay, well, that's, I guess that kind of counts for what I've, you know, we're now we're full into recently watched, and that's, that's my first, that's <laughs> oh, my kickoff. That's your full on review of it, or are we going to get one next week? I'll finish it up uh, next, next podcast, but thus far, it still is at an easy 4.5 out of 5 for me, with an extended cut possibly even going 5. I, I love this movie, and I can see this playing out, uh, beautifully 10 years from now. This one already does not feel like it's going to get dated just because the acting is so good. The story is so good. It's so fast paced, well directed, creepy. The CGI works really good for, you know, for what's on screen. Big thumbs up, man. It's a good movie, man. When she, when she uh, what, is her name Claire? Who? The girl. The girl in the movie. Bev. Bev, Bev. Yeah, um, Claire, Jesus, please. Oh, I, I was confused. I, I thought you were asking about the actress and was like, I don't know the actresses. <laughs> no. Um, when, uh, when Bev is in the bathroom and the hair down the drain and then the blood sprays up and it, it was such a, like, gross and scary and such a well shot scene. And then her pedo dad comes in and it's, oh, it was so good and creepy. And, uh, and especially when he was like, I, what are you talking about? I can't, there is no blood on the walls. I'm like, what? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, before we completely leave Stephen King universe, I, I d- did want to ask you about, uh, have you, you've seen the trailers for, uh, the Hulu show? Yes, I can't wait. That's Mr. Mercedes? No. Or no, no, that's the... Uh, Castle the Rock. Thing. Yeah. Castle Rock. So uh, the the guy that plays Pennywise, isn't he in that trailer? He's the kid they find down in the basement of the uh, uh, Shawshank? Isn't that the same actor? Maybe? I'm only going off the trailer, but I was like, wait a minute, whoa, what is what is going on here, you know? How, is he going to turn into Pennywise? Or I, I'm looking here real quick. Bill Skarsgård. He's in it. Yeah, isn't he the clown? Yeah, he's a, yeah he's in it. He's the clown in it. Is this Skarsgård son number forty-seven? It could be. <laughs> and I just started actually. I just started reading the uh, new Stephen King book, The Outsider, and it is classic King. I cannot cannot put it down. Wow. Oh yeah, that Mr. Mercedes. But yeah, Mr. Mercedes, that stuff's coming too. I haven't uh, yeah. gotten into any of those yet. Oh, they're so so good, so good. Cool. Okay. Not, not sure how the yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we'll see. I, the, the Castle Rock. I'm gonna do the same with that that I did with uh, eleven twenty two sixty three. I'm gonna wait till it comes out on video, and then I'll just get it. There you go. Or get it from the library. I am patient. Okay. First up on my list. Mission Impossible Fallout. I watched that today because I just couldn't wait any longer. My skin was itching to watch this movie. So I went at a ripe early 10.30 a.m. showing, and my theater was still uh, a third full, and people were in my seat. Even though they make me pick my seat, I go up there, and there's I, there, the row was completely empty. But when I went in there, there's people in my seat. It's fantastic. So me and a bunch of middle-aged couples watched this movie while they murmured and chit-chatted the entire time. Uh, but it was never, it was never so aggressive. Did you aggressive. ask them to leave or not? <laughs> no. Or to, it, to move this, move out of the seat or did you just sit No, else? no, no. That whole row is empty and the whole back row is completely full. I usually go back row under the projector. Stay away from me. I want to look like the loner that you don't want to sit beside. Mm. And, uh, 
but so I was second row from the top, and I on the thing it said it was empty, and the back row was full, so I I just didn't have a lot of option. I just went to the one side, and ah, uh, the yeah, middle-aged couple in front of me it was me. Look at that! There's a thing. Oh, that guy died, and then he's not going to be in the next movie. <laughs> no shit. I'm shocked by the your your insight. Oh my god! Then there were some guys yahoos in the back, but they were far on the right, and I only heard them a couple of times. So I just no, just don't get angry. Whatever, it'll there'll be an action scene in a second. Uh, everything you're hearing about this movie is pretty true. It's probably the best action movie since Fury Road. But I mean, what else have we had since then? Uh, it's a breakneck pace at two and a half hours, and I know that everybody loves the leather's reclining seats and all, but you know it's not real leather. And it doesn't breathe. And every time I sit in these seats, my back is soaked. I just, it, my, I sweat when I'm sitting there. I don't know what's wrong with me, but uh, it's kind of annoying. Anyway, the movie is fucking awesome. It is absolutely one of the best, if not the best of the series. It For me, it, right now, since I've only seen it once, it's kind of even par with uh, Rogue Nation, which I said in our Mission Impossible segment was my favorite one. It's even par with that right now. And that's because, you know, Chris McQuarrie directed both of them, and he... I cannot believe the stuff that he did in this movie. I can't believe it, dude. Like I said about Rogue Nation, it's the first one that brings continuity to it. Well, he doubles down on that. This makes all of the movies in uh, continuity. And it's... I'm trying a vague review here, but I'm not telling you exactly why, but make sure that you watch five before you go into six. You have to be okay. very up on the details of that movie to appreciate everything that's going on in this movie because it is Rogue Nation times two on every front of story, of action. It is... I cannot applaud the story enough. I loved the story. And the action is fantastic. It's amazing. And it doesn't let up for two and a half hours. The third act of this movie was so stressful that I, my palms were sweating. Like, I, it just was like, oh my god! I want I so can't wait to talk to you about the details of this movie, but I'm not gonna spoil them. Uh, everything that you see in the trailer is just little clips of the action scenes. Every one of them, every one of those sequences was worth the ticket price alone. So, you have the bathroom scene, you have the helicopter scene, you have the, uh, running around scene. Does he run in this movie? You thought he ran in part three? Oh my god, it is times... It's doubled in this one. It's crazy. I love me some Tom Cruise running. Who doesn't? Run, baby! (laughs) And does he run in this movie? Holy crap. Um, That fight scene in the bathroom was one of the the best fight scenes of all time. It was Uh... incredible. It was incredible. I felt... Every one of those hits. It was supposed to take four days to film and end up taking four weeks, I believe. It's, Ooh. dude, it is nuts. Like, those people should all be dead. <laughs> um, as for my predictions from the trailer, I made some predictions on the show. Yes, you did. Uh, yep. uh, I was right about the bathroom scene, but I was wrong about everything else. So, and that was fine, because the way it's played out in the story, even from the first act, because, like, the first 30 minutes or so, they're really setting up. I mean, they are just pounding you with, here's what's going on, there's this guy, and there's this guy, and this is what's going on. Remember from part five when this happened, because we got to go over here if you choose to accept this mission. Poof. Woo! Then for the next two hours solid, it is 
it barely lets up with the action. I mean, you, you, they get done with a big action thing and it go, and every one of them goes on way longer than you expect. And then there's a little beat of, um, there's a little beat of, oh, here's a little more information. And then boom, you're off and running again to the next action scene. Seriously, for two and a half hours, it, it, it almost will give you a panic attack. I, I, if, fantastic. I loved it. That's it for Mission Impossible Fallout. Uh, you should see it, but I, again, watch three, four, five, real close back to back. Yeah. And it, cause Which, there, there well, are Easter egg references to every single one of the movies that I'm like, I was like, oh my God, that, I know what he's talking about. He's talking about that thing in part two, you know? Anyway, I blabbered on way too long about this movie, but I'm super excited by it because it rocked so freaking hard. I can't wait to watch it at home. Uh, trailers. I don't know how many trailers there were, but I looked at my watch. There are 21 minutes of bullshit before this movie, so uh, I here's the other thing that sucks. They shot a bunch of the big action scenes with IMAX cameras, and I could tell at certain points in the movie, and I was in a small smaller theater at Tinseltown. Yeah. I, so part of me says, damn, you need to see this on the that big-ass screen they have there, but the other part of me says, go 15 minutes late, because you're not missing anything. Um Oh, what else? Which will lead into my review, actually, oh, coming up. Oh, also, he learned how to fly a helicopter, and it's really him flying the helicopter, just so you know. There's that. <laughs> of course! It's fucking crazy. That's, that, that's Mr. Tom Cruise right there. Psycho. But, oh, this movie ruled. And, oh, I, I can't stop talking about it. Uh, they're actually, he, he did a couple of, uh, Chris McQuarrie did a couple of um, things really beautifully, like, he pounds you so hard with the action, but then gives you so much of a reason for it that when you have a little bit of an emotional break in there, and there's one with Luther where he gives a speech, and there's another one at the very end that had so much power, I, I almost getting misty. And I'm talking pro-acting, pro-writing, to where it was like, oh my gosh, I'm like feeling moved by a fucking Mission Impossible movie. This is crazy! Uh, in a good, in the best possible way. So, huge thumbs up on that. And I can't wait to talk to you about it. But if you go watch this movie before rewatching those ones before, uh, I'm not going to probably accept your review too much because <laughs> you're going to have missed a lot of things, I think. And that's not a no. reflection on you. That's I'm saying for myself, it was like, I'm so glad that I just watched that movie because I never would have put all this stuff together, especially when they're pounding you down with plot in the beginning, uh, 30 minutes. Okay. Yeah, and, and we're we're going to uh, once we get done with the Daniel Craig Bonds, we do want to rewatch the especially the last three Mission Impossibles. Uh, I I'm not going to revisit part two, part one. I could, but I, no three, four, five. That's where I want to go. That's what you need to do. That's what I did. And you're yeah. watching. You're doing that in the proper order because if you did that with Mission Impossible and then tried to go back to James Bond, you'd never finish him. There, there's there. Uh, Ethan Hunt has been whipping James Bond's ass for the last. 22 years. I, I'll i take all the Craigs. Throw them away. Give me Mission Impossible. <laughs> uh, that being said, I'll probably watch those Daniel Craig movies next and then just suck all over their knobs. Okay, back to you. <laughs> uh, so last night for my for my birthday again, where we have to talk about my birthday. Yeah. It's, we get it. You brag. Yeah. It's, <laughs> once you hit 40, it doesn't matter. In fact, it sucks. Uh, so last night we went out to watch a movie and the local theater does not have Jurassic World on anymore, and that I'm like, that's what I want to watch. I want to watch Jurassic World. I'm in the mood to watch dinosaurs rip shit up. Uh, Mission Impossible, I want to watch more, but it's two and a half hours long, and, and with, with the theater here in town, like you just said, it's 
damn near a half hour of trailers. I'm like, I'm not going to sit in a the theater for three hours. We, we got, we're on the clock. We got a babysitter. So we went down to Maslin, the second closest theater, ate at a cheap Mexican dive down there, which was great. And then we watched Jurassic World. And we, here's the cool thing is we got there just a bit late. And by the time I got there, like it was not even 15 minutes. The movie had literally just started. So I like that, that it seems like, I guess the trailers are a bit, they don't show quite as much there. That, Thumbs up. I, that's been my experience lately. That it's, it's, yeah, I want to say three to five. That's still too many, but yeah, less. Uh, but uh, so Jurassic World uh, was what I wanted to watch, and we were able to watch it. And I'm happy to report, actually, very happy to report that it exceeded my expectations, which were relatively low because the reviews have been so so. Uh, it's just a rehash. It's another you know same old same old. But I disagree. I think that there is uh, a cool. A, a cool plot development that they're going with this new series here. And I, I'm really digging it, especially with the trailers that I saw. I told my wife on the way home, I'm like, boy, that, those trailers, they didn't give much away. And I thought they would, but man, that takes a sharp left turn in the second hour. It's a two hour movie in the second hour. I'm like, okay, well now we're doing this. And I liked what they did a lot. There's still, you still got your soldier bad guys, and there's the soldier bad guys still do stupid things to get themselves killed. That's a Jurassic Park movie, Jurassic World movie. That's fine, whatever. Uh, so if you can take that into the equation that certain people do certain things that you're like, well, you're going to get killed if you do that, but okay, you'll be fine. I thought it was better than the first Jurassic World, and it's probably, I, I gotta say, other than the first one, that's probably my favorite Jurassic movie was this one here. Uh, lots of dinosaurs ripping shit up. Good special effects. Uh, some good comedy bits. Some cheesy comedy bits as well. But we had to suffer through Vince Vaughn in part. What was it? Two. two and the the little girl swinging around doing acrobats, kicking raptors. Do you understand awful. why I was so uh, confused by your text the other night? Where you're yes. like Jurassic Two is is might be my favorite of the series. I was like, Are you out of your damn mind? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's good. I mean, I. I was I was pleasantly surprised. That was exactly what I wanted last night. I wanted two hours of dinosaurs ripping shit up, and that's exactly what I got. And I was happy. Cool. I look forward to watching it. I'll watch it at some point. But um, I don't. Where, where are we with school starting? Another month? Yeah, uh, that would yeah, be might... that'd be a good dollar theater. Mm-hmm. Sounds great. Looks great. The special effects are good. And they, it's like it's funny how every one of these Jurassic movies has. Here's the next evolution. Of, we're tampering with stuff, and here's the new dinosaur. And they do the same thing in here because it worked like, out yeah. so good last time yeah. when we made the. Yeah. Let's make one they, bigger and badder and, and more people eatery. Yeah. yeah, and they do this. They do the same thing in here, except they don't go the whole bigger route. They actually they they go somewhat kind of different in that regard, and I I liked that. But I'm like, by the time the movie was done, I'm like, man, that was that was pretty much a. A creature feature. I mean, well, I remember. Uh, I remember seeing a clip where it was coming after the girl in the bed, and I was like, "Damn, that feels like a horror movie." Well, duh, mm-hmm. it's directed by a guy who made a horror movie. I forget what his name is, but I, the last thing he did, I think, was a uh, was maybe Conjuring something of that universe, or he did um, a Monster Calls and the Impossible. Oh, he made the Impossible, the Orphanage. Ah, the Impossible. Yeah. The Orphanage. Okay, that, yeah, well, he has a background in horror, so. Yeah. 
Perfect, Thumbs perfect guy for a Jurassic Park in my idea. One, one works. day we're going to see a reboot of the original Jurassic Park and it's going to follow the book. And oh, I'm wow. going to, I'm going to be so R-rated, R-rated. Huh? I'm going to be so happy. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah. Next. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, okay. So let's, let's get back to more Eugene style stuff here. Let's review things. Uh, um, I have never seen a movie quite like Things. Um, it's nothing. Literally, Things is actually nothing. Nothing. It's, it's a Canadian movie, so that's a plus. Eh? Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's shot on, I guess, 8mm, I think, is what it looks like. Actually, so I was wrong when I said I was going to review this movie, and it's shot on VHS. No, they shot this thing on film. Eight millimeter, I believe, but it is literally just a couple of hosers sitting around their kitchen making sandwiches, and uh, there's a puppet creature that shows up, and then they start getting killed, A, eh? and then it cuts to some porn star, Amber Lynn, she's a porn star, they cut to her at a TV station giving a kind of a blow-by-blow blow report of nothing, because nothing's really happening. Other than sandwich making. Um, <laughs> They're like, the, the weather is pretty okay, eh? Get yourself some poutine and forget about it. <laughs> um, the best part of things was actually the, uh, the... This is InterVision. The best part about this was the actual presentation on the DVD for, like, special features and stuff. Like, there are some interviews with people that are like fanatics about this movie and it's like almost like a psychedelic, like how it was shot, like the special features, how it was shot. I'm like, this is like acid trippy weirdness because the movie is so crazy and weird and nothing that they're fully embracing that. And I dug that. I liked that. And the movie itself, like it's awful. Like it is awful yet, yet I might have to give that one another watch sometime just because it, I didn't quite get enough sandwich eating. I need more sandwich eating and, and red strobe lights and uh, things. See, it's things. It was a perfectly titled movie. Things. Wait, you started off by saying it's nothings. Well, it is nothing. Now yeah, it's, it's nothing. Now it's perfectly titled things. I guess, yeah. It's See, I'm torn with this oh, movie. Oh, it's, it's a conundrum wrapped in a riddle and a mystery. Yes. Yeah, it's... I have never seen... I don't know if I've ever seen a movie quite like this. I mean, because the whole way through, I'm like, Manos is better. Manos, The Hands of Fate is better than this. This is awful. Well, that is... And, what? Oh, this is... Man, dude, this I am is, baffled by what this could be. This is... You should... You need to watch this. Oh, shit. Here we go. Every time you say that... <laughs> Oh, it's so, oh, they're just like, then they, at one point they start staring at this light bulb because they're investigating. And I'm like, oh, I get it. They're looking at a light bulb and, and it keeps going and going and going. And I'm like, wait, just, just, just do something. Take another swig of your drink or do something. But again, things, it's called things. So, amp, you know, aptly titled. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, and then, I'm, I'm thoroughly confused. So, uh, oh, it's, do you want to do another one or? Ah. Uh, I'm no, I'm actually confused too. So let's. I, I need a break. I, All right. My brain is shot. Right Since now. I'm on big budget, highfalutiny things, I'll just keep going with that because I probably bore everybody to death with my VHS. But uh, Alien Covenant. Uh, I talked about this film before, but I said I wasn't going to give it a real review because I got loaded when I watched it in the theater, and 
It was generally confusing to me, so this time I watched it in my own home with a more limited amount of beverages, and I'm still pretty damn confused by this movie. <laughs> uh, oh, really? Yeah. Uh, for, I'm with it for the most part, but then it gets to the end, and I feel like, wait a minute, didn't he say some things that kind of conflict with what he said earlier? It's one of those things where I'm just going to have to watch this movie a couple more times until I really, really can pay attention to every little bit of dialogue, because I, I just feel like there's something at the end, and especially something to do with Elizabeth Shaw, where I'm like, I feel like that conflicted with what he said before. Not that he's lying, but that it didn't make logical sense for the creation of the aliens that he was going for. Uh, also, why did he... I, there, I just had a lot of questions. It felt like there were a lot of plot holes in this one. Like, why did he wipe out... I guess spoilers for this movie. Why did he wipe out ev all of the people when he landed? What was the purpose of that? He was looking for test subjects to experiment on. You'd think he'd want to not do that? Um, and then he was very sad because he didn't have anybody to experiment on? Huh? You killed everybody. Why? Uh, okay. Didn't you just kind of show up there to be God, kind of? He's trying to create the ultimate being or something. I mean, yeah, he's trying to be God, but he was trying to create the ultimate creation or something. And he, I guess he said he succeeded. He did succeed. And he, I, I, maybe he only wanted to work on humans? I don't know. It was very odd. Uh, I'll, but I didn't hate it this time. I was like, okay, there are still a lot of crazy, weird, confusing things in this movie. But, uh, all right. Um, I, I'm ready for another aliens type entry. I'm ready for another movie where we're going, hey, there's aliens and we're going to go try and look for them. And even if they're like, well, I don't believe you, they believe you pretty quick. As opposed to, oh, we're just the explorer. What's an alien? Um, and then we got to go through 45 minutes of set of, of our characters learning all the, you know what I mean? The prequel thing. Uh, so yeah, I don't think they're probably going to make another alien movie with considering the box office of this one, but yeah. if they do, can somebody pry James Cameron away from his stupid blue space cats movie stuff? Yeah, and no shit. I know. And even even if they, if they could just wrap up this this storyline, even with a CGI animated thing, so just I, I want to see the end of this story development, like how this is progressing, just so that we get to. Uh, that might actually be one of my biggest complaints. You might be touching on it right there. Where the hell is this going? Like I know it, it seems directionless, but ah, eh, whatever. I'll take a shitty alien sequel over not having one. Yeah. Um, okay. And since I mentioned James Cameron, we'll do this one next. I won't spend a lot of time on it, because we've talked about it before in the show. But The Abyss. The director's cut in widescreen on VHS. I don't have it on DVD anymore, I don't think. I think I got rid of it during our DVD purge, because surely they're going to put this movie on Blu-ray. Nope. Still waiting. Uh, but I came across that special edition VHS and I just couldn't resist. And it is a, it's remastered VHS and it looks like a VHS plus somewhere between a VHS and a DVD VHS rip. It's not great, but at least I had it in widescreen and I had the uncut version and I love this movie. I, uh, that 
was another reason why I was fine with watching it this way is because eventually they're going to release it on Blu-ray. You know, eventually, one day, maybe in our lifetimes. And so I'll be, you know, I get to watch it again, but I'm also watching it in a classic way. And then I'm when they do come out with it, I'll be ready to watch it again in a high-def way. Uh, okay, that's it for me. Back to you. Okay, uh, I got one of uh, Vestron's uh, Blu-ray releases. I like to collect the Vestron line. This is the last and... round, by the way. Oh, this is... Okay. Uh, so I uh, I had to get Dagon. This is Stuart Gordon's 2001 movie. Have you seen Dagon? I have not, because I remember specifically you renting it from Movie Gallery down in my town and hating it. Hmm. Well... <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> I'm happy to report that I've turned around on that one. <laughs> of course. Uh, maybe it's my eyes, but it seems like this Blu-ray release, which I'm, I'm happy with. No, with no, I think you turned around on the DVD. Like, you've turned around on this a while ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I've seen this numerous times now. This was now, VHS but... days, I, I believe. I just can okay. always remember the cover of that because it's it was a guy with lots of teeth in his mouth or something. Yeah. Um, but... It's interesting. I watched all the special features on this Blu-ray. So they interview Stuart Gordon, and uh, they interview um, oh, what's the guy's name? Um, Brian Usna, the producer, and it goes into into detail about this uh, Fantastic Factory, which is this Spanish company that they formed back in the uh, early two thousands. Uh, they wanted to make these genre picks, and they made about I think maybe ten of them. A little bit more. And uh, Dagon was one of them. Beyond Reanimator was another one. And I watched... Well, actually, I watched most of these movies through the years. But Dagon is by by far the best of the bunch. And especially because... Unlike, Bride, or unlike Beyond Reanimator, which... It doesn't work being Spanish set. Like, it's like you can tell that this was filmed in Spain. And it's trying to be America. And it didn't work. This... Felt like this worked totally being shot in Spain because it's this whole Lovecraftian thing where there's this weird Spanish island and there's these fish people and this dude is trying to get off the island, but everything is just slimy, wet, and fishy. Uh, <laughs> in the best possible way, of course. <laughs> but this, this is a cool, cool movie. And of all the... I, here, I haven't read H.P. Lovecraft, but I've watched pretty much all the movies that were to my knowledge, that were based off of his works. And if if going by what the other movie, all of these movies are supposed to be like, this one here feels the most Lovecraftian, if that makes sense. Um, it's just got this very fantasy feel to it, like otherworldly feel to it that works so well. The uh, The effects are extremely well done, other than some, some shoddy CGI, but it's very minimal. Uh, but it's Man, it's something about that. It's like it rains the entire time on this island, and the ending is crazy. It's just really cool. And to hear Stuart Gordon and Brian Houston talk about the production of this movie and how difficult it was to get this movie made, it makes it all the better. But big thumbs up. The Blu-ray transfer on this, maybe I'm getting to be a Blu-ray snob, but they scrubbed it a bit too much. It's It feels a bit like the people feel a bit waxy. Like, watching it, I'm like... It, I know it, what you mean. Yeah, it needs to have a bit more. I, hate, I don't want to say grain, but it just it feels too clean. Like I, this movie was not a big budget movie, and I would have liked a little bit more grit to it. Gotcha. So uh, 
Very good movie. And, um, so that gets a big thumbs up. October. Piranha 2. October, sir. That's definitely, definitely one that I want you to rewatch. Because I, I remember being watch. at Movie Gallery downtown here and either texting or calling you and being like, is this a thing? And then you were like, bleh. <laughs> so that, that always stuck with me because I'm like, this looks so Eugene. I wonder if it's good. Yeah. Oh, it is. <laughs> Lots of gills. And oh, there's a, this one here, actually, the, the Blu-ray has a, there's a face ripping scene in the end. It is so damn hardcore. And it was cut out of most versions of the movie, but I remember it. Maybe it was the version that I watched at Video Connection, or it was, I saw it one time, because I've watched the movie numerous times, and I remember that scene, and then all other versions that I've I've watched did not have that, but this one does, and man, it is some gross, gross stuff. Cool. So, anyway. Um, okay, and last for me is Piranha 2, The Spawning, from director James Cameron, or is it Ovidio G. Asinitis? Probably that. <laughs> Asinitis? Uh, uh, that sounds like something you get after a night of beer and hot wings or something. Yeah. Oh, it is. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> I think that's how you pronounce his last name. We're just going to go with it. That's how you pronounce his last name. Um, have you seen Piranha 2? Uh, I know I've seen Piranha 1. I think I have that one. But uh, Piranha 2, I, I want to say I have, but I can't say that for sure. Okay. It's Flying Fish, and it's... I've seen it numerous times, but I've never... This is a Screen Factory release, and this, so this is the first time I think I... Well, it is the first time that it's ever been on home video that has had a proper widescreen release and remastered. I've watched this thing numerous times on... I used to have the DVD, and the DVD was, like, literally bare... Like, it was maybe a, a half-notch up from VHS. The quality was just dog shit. Here, it's fully remastered, and it looks stunning, Way better than the movie has any right to look because this is a pretty bad movie. Yet it's something about it; it's very watchable. It just—I it, mean, that's how Corman pictures are. Was that one? Yeah. That was a Corman, right? I don't know if this was a Corman movie or this was. I think this was this. It was an Italian production. Oh, so was. And the, this, but the first Piranha was Corman. Yes. Okay. But this one here, I think it was a Spanish production, and they butted heads pretty quick with James Cameron. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Uh, but. It's just all over the place and uh, lots of nudity, which thumbs up. There's some <laughs> fake gore, uh, but I like. And by the way, the the uh, some of the special effects were done by oh, what's his name? He's he worked on some of the Fulci stuff and more recently High Tension. Um, anyway, he's a big special effects guy in in, uh, in Spain or in uh, Italy. But and I can on a couple of the shots, I can tell. I'm like, oh, that looks kind of Italiany gory. But I like that. Uh, it's very anticlimactic. That's one of the biggest downfalls for the movie is it's a schlock fest. But it could have totally worked if it would have had a really big, badass ending. And it has a good enough ending, but it just kind of whimpers out towards the end. And I'm like, ah, you're, you got flying fish. You should have done something more with that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's, it, it's, it's fine for what it is. Um, and I'm very glad that um, this was a pre, I, I pre-ordered this thing as soon as it went on sale. Cause I'm like, I got to have Piranha too. I'll, it's James Cameron's first movie. You see it's, <laughs> uh, add it, uh, add it to October. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Piranha two is on Blu-ray and the abyss and true lies is not, isn't that something that makes sense? Uh, yeah, but I, I actually think that abyss will have a better chance of getting on a Blu-ray before, True Lies, because True Lies, it's a great movie, but I just, with the whole terrorist thing in there, it's, yeah. 
I, yeah, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. So I was getting ready to argue you, but you're right. <laughs> no, really? Yeah, it, it, I, I, you, I think eventually it will, don't you think? Yeah, surely. Yeah. I hope so. so. There you go. Okay. There's my two. Uh, one more for me, and we will be done for today. Um, oh, where to begin? <clears throat> uh, so, you're a collector. I'm a collector of movies. We have movie giant movie collections. That's why we're movie freaks. And there are dumb little things that sometimes will cause us to buy movies we would not normally buy. For example, they come from a certain label, Eugene. Or, mm-hmm. in my case recently with the VHS, uh... Well, it's also the same label, but they the labels are matching. Does that that attracts your eye, right? Like when you're oh, very much. I'm so. guessing in your office when you set up your niche titles, all the niche titles are in the same place. Yes, very much so. Same here. So on my shelf, I can't. I'll, I'll take a picture and show you later. But like my RCA Columbia Pictures releases are all together on the same shelf, and my CBS Fox releases they're all together on the same shelf. And when I see these movies, when I'm thrifting, I tend to, ooh, run, grab them. And the only ones that I have not been buying are the ones that are a star Bette Midler or they're a musical or something. I'm like, okay, I draw the line there. I don't really, I'll never watch this. But I have bought some classic movies that I probably normally wouldn't, but I'm like, yeah, that's another RCA release. I should put that, that looked nice on the shelf. That looks like I got mm-hmm. more of them. Uh, all that being said, there is a line, uh, this was right towards the end of uh, VHS days, of Anchor Bay was the big was the big uh, niche title, in my opinion, for DVD and stuff. Like, they put a lot, out a lot of special edition uh, stuff on VHS and on DVD. And towards the end of that life was, were these gray clamshell, I'm trying to show you here, uh-huh. gray clamshell, Anchor Bay special edition... Every I now have three of them. In all of my huntings, I've only ever found three. One is The Evil Dead. The other is Tulane Blacktop, which I haven't watched yet. And the third is this one that I just absolutely dove on. Even though I had the cardboard slipcover version, I was like, to hell with it. This is the Anchor Bay gray clamshell. I have to have it. Of a TV show called Moonlighting. This was a, The movie. That's the movie, it's, right? It's a movie length, yes. But it was the pilot. And I I remember watching this a lot back in the day when I was a kid. This is what made Bruce Willis, and mm-hmm. it was a fantastic show. At least in my kid memory, I remember loving it. And so, let's check it out and see if it holds up. And man, after watching this, made me want to run by a box set of the DVDs. This was... Really? Well, but see, I I'm not recommending it for you. But for me, I remember this show... And so I was like, this is just wonderful. And like that warm blanket of nostalgia just wrapping me up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a blast with it. It's a weird premise where she's a model and he's a private detective. And then they she loses all her money because it gets embezzled by her uh, scumbag accountant or something. And then she has to. He convinces her to uh, team up with her him and a their P.I. game. And, uh, you know, it's a weird premise. But, you know, back in those days weird premises got made and they were interesting. Alf is getting a reboot. Did you hear that news this week? No, I didn't. Wow. Huh. Alf. I loved that show as a kid. What about Max Headroom? We should see more, some more Max Headroom. Yeah, I'm down with that. You never know. <laughs> anyway, 
I'm really happy to have this uh, uh, Anchor Bay gray clamshell version of the pilot, and uh, yeah, I might have to track down some some of the show if I can if I can get it real cheap. Uh, but it was quite entertaining, and I was you know I was never bored. I was like, oh, this is just so familiar. Uh, do, do you know? Did they make? Did uh, did Anchor Bay put out a lot of those? Like that's obviously a limited, like a limited run. Did they put out a lot of those gray clam shells? Did you do any research on that? I have not. But let's do it right now. Why not? Okay, I'm just I'm curious. Like, is there a, like a big line of those movies that? I have no idea. Let me, let me see here. Gray clam shell. I've got three of them. Whee! Uh, I'm just getting a lot of... Oh, boy, there's one for Lucio Fulci's zombie. Ugh. That would be awesome. I mean, any any of them that I find, I'm snagging. Looks like uh, demons. They did demons, I think. It looks like maybe they weren't all gray, either. I'm looking at a gold one. I'm seeing a red one. A zombie is black. Night of the Living Dead. They got Night of the Living Dead. Night Strangler. Whatever that is. That's a TV, early 70s TV movie. Black Hole. Trilogy of Terror. Black Hole? Yeah, they got Black Black Hole VHS Anchor Bay Clamshell Sealed, 1999. Ooh, I could see that one being a holy grail for you right there. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. Anyway, I snag them where I can, and I, I, I'm just, it's, it's always nice when, you know, you have a, a fond memory of a thing, and uh, you go back and watch it, and you're like, yeah, I still enjoy that, because it, it sucks so bad when you have a fond memory of a thing, and you go back and watch it, and it's like, well, this is fucking awful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be The Craft for me. I remember loving The Craft in the theaters. I, I always go back to that one, and I bought the Blu-ray, watched it once, I'm like, this is awful. Awful. And I sold it immediately. And I don't usually sell many Blu-rays, but I'm like, I, w- I don't want that in my collection. Hmm? Be gone. Oh, I, Awful I, movie. I do the same thing. If it's something I hate that much, I'm like, get out of here. I have a stack yep. right now ready for the exchange, which includes oh, really? moonlighting with the cardboard slipcover, because I'm going to keep this, the, the clamshell. <laughs> now, you think, the, you think the exchange will take uh, the VHS? I have no idea. I got to stack them. Actually, I got uh, The Natural, uh, the Robert Redford baseball movie. I've never seen it, but... I had already bought a copy of it, and then I came across the RCA Columbia side-loading version, and I'm like, okay, you're getting replaced. Um, on to the stack with you. Same with Casablanca. I got the CBS Fox release of that after I'd already bought it on VHS. I was like, nope, I'm, I want, I want, I like the uniformity of it. And one day when I get to display all these things, you'll see. You'll see them, you'll come over and you'll see them, and you'll be like, that is cool. And even what I have on my shelf right now doesn't represent everything that I have from both of those lines, because I've put them into storage already. So, uh, I'll send you a picture of it, but um, just know I've got, like, twice as many. <laughs> I got Ghostbusters yeah. 1 and 2 of the RCA Columbia side-loading. Oh, that's cool. And I own those on DVD, school. but I was like, and I struggled. I was like, ah, I already own these. And I was like, fuck it. I want them to put on the shelf. And they're just a display item, I say yeah. to the man who has a Lego USS Enterprise in his background. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> movie freaks! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm the same way with, uh, I have my, my standard issue Blu-ray and DVD stuff, like that's alphabetic, alphabetical order, but then... All of my Severin, all of my Vinegar Syndrome, Code Red, Screen Factory, Arrow, all of those, Grindhouse, all of that stuff is categorized separately. Um, and it, not 
just because of the collector in me, but because I want easy access to those. Because those are the ones that I go to first. Like, okay, what do I watch tonight? Well, I always go to my niche title section. Like, what can I watch here? And then it's like, uh, nothing's jumping out at me. So let's now let's go to the the you know main stuff that the, you know. Yeah, and that's how it's going to be with uh, the next time that. Um, I have the ability to have my dis- my collection on display because I used to have it uh, before when I was single, but um, since it has less to do with being single, I guess, than the house that we currently live in. I don't have a great area where I can just unleash all this nerdity, um, so I have to be selective. But that's how it's going to be with mine is, uh, like, I'll have all my Blu-rays. Those will be alphabetized. I'll have my DVDs. Those will be alphabetized. But, like, I have different sections that are going to be separated uh, like I've got animation and comic book stuff. Those are going to be separated just so, because that's where I want to go first. Just like you with your weird titles. Yep. That's us. <sighs> anyway. It doesn't matter how old I get back to the birthday stuff. I still am a nerd when it comes to how I collect things and my OCD and it just everything has to have its place. And yep. so anyway, I was really excited to get my third anchor bay. Greek. Great freaking case. <laughs> uh, and I'll be keeping my eyes out like crazy for more of them. Okay, well, let's do coming soon and wrap this up. We're going long. Okay. Um, for me, I've got Ready Player One heading my way. I found a used copy online, so the price was right. I'm like, yep, I want that. I Without even seeing it, I want that in my collection. So that is coming soon. After your review of Mission Impossible, I definitely want to rewatch 3, 4, 5, and then watch the newest one in the theater. Uh, which I'll try to do, but dear God, that's hard. Yeah. Um, yep. Oh, what else? Um, and then, oh, and I still haven't rewatched the uh, invitation, which I got that on Blu-ray at the exchange, and I've been wanting to rewatch that one. But it's one, it's one of those where I enjoyed it the first time I watched it, but every time I'm like, okay, now it's time to watch this. I'm like, uh, am I ready for that one yet? And nah. so it just it stays on the to watch pile, but uh, I'll get to it here eventually. Cool. Um, halfway through, well, more than halfway through, Indecent Proposal. Do you remember this movie? Oh, yeah, Demi Moore? Yep. And Woody Harrelson? Yeah, okay. I've never watched it, but uh, I'm, I'm most of the way through it now. A uh, movie from the 60s called Man of La Mancha, which has a great cast. Can't wait to watch that one, because I like that uh, story so much. And Terry Gilliam is finally getting to put out his version of that story. It's Don Quixote. No, oh, okay. And a whole bunch of weird VHS sleeves that I've been accumulating, including Blue Velvet. I've never seen Blue Velvet. So Good movie. We will see. And twins. I got twins with Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> oh, Danny DeVito? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, but for a dime on a VHS. For a dime. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's worth that. That movie had some really funny moments. Uh, and they keep flirting about uh, a sequel to that. Now, will you get um, Junior? Was that what it was called? No. Or, or, hell no. No. Yeah. I, or I, Jingle All the Way or his other funny, funny stuff. Oh, not funny. Uh, Jingle All the Way is funny. That, that one's funny, but that's one that you sit down with the family and kids and watch. That's not mm-hmm. one that you and I like. I got to watch that. Um, yeah. That's one that just passes the time with the, yeah, the family. Uh, but yeah, a lot of these weird um, like 80s, 90s comedies. I picked up Animal House. 
stuff like that, you know what, that's worth a VHS for a dime. I'll, just to have it in the collection and you pull out once every ten, ten years or so, like we talk about all the time. Although, we're gonna be long dead by the time we rewatch some of these things. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> just leave them. And they'll belong to our kids who are turning them in at rapid speed to, you know. Yeah. The dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for all the VHS, Dad. Yep. <laughs> I didn't need college anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, perfect. Uh, all right. That's going to oh, How about you? So, oh, yeah, I guess you already said. Yeah, I did. I'm good. That's oh. just a couple of little things. Let me see what else. I can see if I can find something else. Uh, Body Double from Brian De Palma. Did you ever see that? I've, oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, that's. I, I don't remember much of it, but I think it was good. I've never seen it, but I always remember that cover. As a young yep. lad in the VHS oh, store. Oh, me too. <laughs> Sexy. Yep, yep. Okay, well, let's end this sexy episode on that note. Of course. <laughs> All right, man, I will see you next week. All right. Bye. See ya. Thanks for listening. Hey, if you want to get a hold of the Movie Freaks, you can get a hold of us facebook.com backslash moviefreakspod on Twitter at moviefreakspod. Drop us an email, moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. Intro music was public domain by www.rutgermuller.nl.